Welcome to Dream and Achieve with Enchanted Aspirations. Your extraordinary run begins about now. We are here to turn your run into a journey of magic and might. So lace up, flash a sparkling smile, and let's hit the path where dreams sprints into reality. Ready to run like the wind and chase the extraordinary? Well, let's dream it to achieve it and get into our five-minute walk and warm-up in three, two, and one. I feel like I need extra sparkles and like singing fairies as I'm saying all of this. That's what happened in my head. Well, of course, because we're doing a little midnight dash, and I think this is the most appropriate run of the new year for us to do because we kind of have learned over the years in our fairy tale that something magical happens at midnight. And then we come to find out that not so much. It's still 12.01 a.m. We're still the same person. It's, you know, new year, but still us. And sometimes that could be a little bit of a letdown because we think that some kind of sparkles are going to come into... I don't know, a little pixie dust and it's going to change us. But then we find out, and that's what we're going to be doing all about this month, is that that sparkle lives within us. So we're going to harness that and bring that out. And these are the type of workouts. These are just the type of workouts to show that we have all of the magic we need inside. So it's not going to be an easy workout. We are not going to even program RPEs for today. We're going to do hard efforts with conversation pace recoveries all the way around. Definitely a little tougher. The increments are going to get a little shorter. So you're welcome to treat this as a progression or you're welcome to go with even steady, hard efforts from start to finish. Really find what works for you. And that's what we're both embracing this year, Coach Shelby, aren't we? Is embracing our unique aspects of approaching things to create our own dreams. We are. But before we go any further, I do have to get this off my chest and share a dirty little secret. I don't stay up till midnight. I usually will sleep, wake up at 12.05, say Happy New Year, and then go back to sleep. I am not a party animal. Oh, I need it. I needed to be, I needed to be real with you guys. I needed that off my chest. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, I think that I don't know a lot of runners that stay up until midnight. To be honest, there's some runners that actually <laughs> run through midnight, but most runners are all about waking up early the next day to go out on their first run of the new year. So if you guys want to let us know, are you team stay up till midnight or are you already in bed? I'm a little bit of both. It just depends on what's going on, but I don't, I don't, can't stay up that late. I'm just usually sleepy the minute it's dark, to be honest. Maybe it's because we go after our dreams like 24 7, 365. So, like the right. new year and at midnight, it's like I already started working on my goals for sure. So, let's talk a little bit about that, coach, with about two and a half minutes to go before we go into our first main part of the workout, going into that hard effort of five minutes in, in a little bit. So, you guys are still walking it out, feeling nice and tall, keeping those shoulders down and back. Did you come up with a word for your year? So I cheated this year because okay. last year I choose, chose resilience and it bit me so hard. So I semi-cheated and I took like the easy word, but there's, there's a little bite behind it. So I chose prosperity mm -hmm. because I was like, I, I need a prosperous year. But for me, I'm going in with prosperity for my health, prosperity for my mindset, and just striving to be my best self. And that's how I'm bringing that word to life this year. It's not about the physical things. It's not about certain items happening or not happening. It's just feeling full and prosperous this year. 
Ooh, you know, I love me some words, so I had to pull up the dictionary version, which is what is the true meaning of prosperity? It's a successful, flourishing, or thriving condition, especially usually characterized by financial respects with good fortune, but doesn't have to just be that. Gosh, I love that. I love that it's more than surviving. It's thriving and flourishing and blossoming and blooming. So I think that's a beautiful word. I didn't do it for like financial respects, but hey, I'm not going to, whatever the universe has in store, I'm not going to fight it or kick it out. So that's my word. What is your word? Oh, goodness. I knew that I was in danger of being asked the same question if I was to ask you. I'm going <laughs> to stall a little bit because I want us to get into that first five minute segment, but we're about 45 minutes away. And I want to remind folks, because I know we have a lot of people this time of year that are utilizing the treadmill. If it's a, not at 1% incline, this is your time to bring it on up to that 1% incline at the minimum so that we're mimicking the outdoors, we're being kinder to our joints. And of course, mimicking the, the fact that we feel strong already from the, right out of the gate. Additionally, you want to make sure that your posture is nice and tall, keeping those chin up and eyes on the prize, which means do not look at the display. Actually, if you want to throw a towel over that display, don't bother. We're going to tell you the time. So coach, with that said, we're getting kicked off in our first extraordinary workout in five, four, three, two, and one. Let's go into our hard effort for five minutes. You should be able to sustain this. It should not be comfortable. You'll have a recovery that will feel comfortable, but your hard efforts should not because it is all about growth and challenge and leveling up our performances. And that's what we kind of where the magic happens here. So coach, I have, I love words, as you know, and it's been really difficult for me to just harness in on one. But one word that keeps coming to mind over and over and over again, likely because we're in the middle of the, or we've kicked off the Extraordinary League, is extraordinary, as we chatted a little <laughs> bit before. And while I usually say extraordinary, I do love the emphasis of extra and ordinary, because I think that so often we get really mired down in thinking that our lives should be fanciful or look like a fairy tale. But usually the magic really happens in those ordinary days where we create a little bit of extra, that little bit of extra push, that little bit of extra determination, or just the extra care and compassion for ourselves. So extraordinary is definitely going to be one of the top feelings of my favorite words of the year. Ooh, I'm really intrigued. And it's funny, as you were talking about it, it reminded me of joy from inside out, like the core memories. So it kind of seems like you're focusing on making the ordinary extra, like making those core memories more of an everyday thing. I think so, because I've, I've been reading clearly a lot on it and talking about <laughs> gratitude practices with joy and creating and harnessing that magic. And a lot of it does have to do with just really finding it on the day-to-day -day basis. So I'm excited about it, but there is just so much beautiful, beautiful opportunities with the new year to have just a bit more of a perspective of what we look forward in the year. Now, I do want to also talk because you know that we're not fans about resolutions this time of year. No, so, we're so not. How, tell me how you feel about resolutions. So I think resolutions, while at their core are well meant, I mm -hmm. think it can be very consuming. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it's, I want to do this one thing. But 
it doesn't take in all the other factors and it kind of pigeonholes you. So I'm big into intentions. So instead of saying, I'm going to do yoga five times a week, I'm going to instead set an intention to carve out quiet moments. And that might mean yoga. That might mean turning off my phone and just sitting with my thoughts for five minutes. It might mean driving to school pickup without any music on and just sitting in the quiet. So I try to let it more have an organic feel, I guess is the best way I can describe it, versus it being so regimented it becomes another source of stress. Mm-hmm. So I think for me with resolutions is that we tend to actually make them really aspirational for what other people want Mm -hmm. our lives to look like versus what we want our lives to look like. So again, that's a core principle that we're going to have you guys think about throughout this entire month is really, if you were to shed maybe the things that you may have thought were important and really start to do that deep dive into what you find as important and create your goals or your intentions, or if, you know, if resolutions are your jam, that's fine as well. No shaming, whatever that works best for you, but more along the lines of looking at it as to what do you want versus what do others want? Because I, I know for myself, there was a lot of pressure culturally with me growing up with specific achievements and carrying that over into my everyday life has been difficult to kind of let those things go or shed those things, which again, folks, as you're rocking through here with less than 60 seconds on the clock, you'll have a two minute recovery, kind of shedding sometimes those preconceived notions of what those hard efforts um, or some of those little limiting thoughts of how that hard effort may be a little too hard. You already almost there. So just keep pushing a little stronger, shorten that stride, make sure you're landing underneath your hips and you're being very mindful of your form. And I think that's a really great determination and something great to shout out is why we didn't assign RPs to this specific workout because we're wanting people to really look into themselves. It's like, okay, well, instead of assigning this number or assigning a resolution, what does your hard effort look like today? And kind of shedding all of those preset settings and instead being able to just really be mindful in the moment and push yourself to a reasonable effort. So with that said, friends, just push a little bit longer and three, two, one, you're pulling back into a two minute recovery, but we're not having you bring it down completely into a recovery time. You're going to do a conversation pace here. So this could kind of be looked at almost like a tempo, if you will, where you're again, you're going to be working on both these sets, but this should feel a little lighter, a little easier. And if you are metric focused and you're screaming in your head, give me numbers because you guys are not giving me numbers. Fine, we will do that. This recovery should be anywhere from 30 to 60 seconds lighter than what you were just at the hard effort for. See, I was going to be even worse. I'm like, it should be an effort between one and 10. (laughs) I'm a wicked, I'm a wicked witch here. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're maybe dusting off a little bit of that villain energy from earlier last or from later last year. But no, we're going to we're not we're not going to quite dip into that. But it is again, we're asking you guys to dig a little deeper. And this is where it gets really hard, because a lot of us want to just be told, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. 
And then you get lost in like, what do I want to actually do? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my day to look like? What is it that I aspire for? So again, really finding those aspirations that are enchanted in our own. But let's talk a little bit about Cinderella because clearly Cinderella is kind of the quintessential version of our fairy tale dreams coming true. Or having a glass slipper and having it shatter, whichever whichever road you want to take. <laughs> Uh, yes, absolutely. It is really interesting. There's, but there's so many different variations of Cinderella too. So I think a lot of us think of the Disney Cinderella, but there's quite a few that we're going to chit chat about and a lot of different variations of the movie as well. And now, um, permeating popular culture again with, I know Jax's song, Cinderella Snap. So we're kind of redefining a little bit of Cinderella, but let's go into our next hard effort in three two and one remember you're doing a little bit of a midnight dash here friends as you go ahead and push on up four minutes this time lock it in i do have to bring it it kind of goes with this entire theme which i didn't realize this fact but cinderella the animated version of for walt disney actually saved disney as a company yeah which i never knew and it kind of makes a lot of sense because it was like the fairy godmother of Disney. But yeah. I guess when the movie was made, Disney was like $4 million in debt. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a gamble. Like it was either going to sink or it was going to swim. And thankfully it was a huge success. But if it hadn't taken off, then I mean, Disney might not have become Disney. The Disney that we know. Yeah. Right? Or it may have been something else. Because if there's anything that we can learn or take away from Walt Disney himself is he was no stranger to failure and he was no stranger to continuing to be consistent and persistent in his dreams. And he was, in fact, a dreamer and he was told no by a myriad of people had his early artwork taken from him due to contracting laws, of course, and um, copyright, something that I will never 100% comprehend. So I'm not going to try to pretend to, of course, but he had his animation team taken and he had to kind of restart. So I love that you brought that up, Coach Shelby, right out of the gate, because I think that that's my biggest issue with resolutions is that we believe it to be all or nothing. And what I'd love for people to do is to actually see it more just like Disney did with, okay, this didn't work out. I'm not giving up on my dream. It may look a little different. I may have to fashion things a little different here. Uh, I may have to have a princess come and save me and save my (laughs) dream. But regardless of what it is, I'm going to continue to push forward in that. And he has a really great quote where he talks about sometimes you need a good kick in the teeth. Now, I'm not definitely asking anybody to go kick themselves in the teeth, but life can sometimes (laughs) hand us some days that feel a little bit like that. And I think that's where you kind of are able to start. This is where those are the exercises. As you mentioned last year with your word resiliency, you can start to kind of cull like, yeah, this isn't something that I want. And this is something that I do want. So friends, we're going to ask you to continue doing that kind of work as well as you start to create your roadmap for what you want your adventure to look like in this big, beautiful year of 2024. And you brought up a great point that the story as we might be envisioning in our head has been redone so many times and it always is just slightly different. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. So I, I've mentioned before, I'll mention again, Ever After is my absolute favorite. It could be because she was such a bookworm. Um, it could be because I also really, really absolutely love the characters and actors and actresses that played it. And it just was, to me, very romantically shot. But she was fierce and determined and very different than the traditional Cinderella that we kind of grew up with. What's your favorite version? I do love Ever After. I think it's because she, while she quote unquote was saved, she wasn't looking to be saved. Right. And that is a great one. Um, I do love the Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. I think it is just so great. Mm -hmm. and diverse and I love the music in it no surprise um but there is one version with Selena Gomez that is like a dance version it's super cheesy but it's really really amazing so that one gets an honorable mention mostly just because I just love the dancing in it and I'm that's me I can't hide it well friends let's dance on down to our conversation pace in three two and one maybe do a little shuffle here maybe do a little dance groove to the music that's playing as a track here again just harnessing that joy of movement and that joy of having a bit of a recovery as well that always feels good at any point if you guys need to pull back into a walk feel free to do so catch your breath jump right at it just like disney walt disney did himself where he was determined to get right back to things and and kind of shake off that dust a little bit what i think is fascinating about cinderella specifically is that evidently this story has captivated people throughout time so there are lots of variations from africa where they have the egyptian cinderella um chinyi to the of course native american and asia i mean there's all sorts of variations and it's extraordinary to me that it feels like throughout time throughout cultures there's always been a desire for us to really believe in our dreams coming true so again i think that the fairy tale doesn't have to just be something we find in books and in movies but something that we can create in our everyday life as long as we're willing to accept that it may look a little different so coach tell me something that maybe looks a little different for you Ooh, we're getting deep here right conversation pace um i will say i think this year specifically that looks different for me is i'm trying to slow down a little bit more i'm trying to be even more present in the items that i'm doing and when i'm doing them um i've really tried letting go of multitasking when it doesn't behoove me yeah so i'm focusing on that this year and trying to multitask with purpose and with a reason but maybe not making it what i lead with anymore okay well let's lead with intention in this next set friends let's go in three two and one so lead with your heart here as you go into making this set three minutes at that hard effort work for you and of course, checking a little head to toe from that top of that crown, however sparkly you may envision it to be, all the way to your own glass slippers as you're running through this segment. Make sure that you have nice, tall form. And again, still using that breath to your benefit in terms of making sure you're getting in that lower lung breath to oxygenate your muscles and fuel you from start to finish. So again, because follow-up questions, what's something that you're focusing on this year? Oh, goodness. Um, 
Hmm. We're hard. We're, we are. So do you do the hard hitting questions? Not just with you guys. We promise. We say it every challenge, but yeah. we're doing it in the work too, even yes. when it's not so sparkly and, and fun sometimes. Intentionality is really important to me. So I created a digital vision board, and you guys know that we're big fans of vision boards around here. And every single morning before I start my work, I pull up my vision board and I make sure that every decision that I have that day, every meeting that I have that day is aligned with my long-term vision. And additionally, before I close things down at night, I check it out one more time to kind of just feel like a little bit of a check through, um, something that we're gonna be talking about in the book club, but I think a really great exercise that Brene Brown uses in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, is to kind of do what she calls the vowel check and utilizing that as an intentionality to make sure that we're living our dreams authentically to what we want, not necessarily what others want. So I think that that's such a great way. And we'll talk more about that in future uh, workouts, of course, in a book club as well. But I think just those little intentional moments of checking in and being present with that before I get into the busier part of the day. I do have to laugh, which you did not know before we got on and started recording. I too took my vision board digital this year. <gasps> yeah, I was talking about it with my girlfriend. It was so much fun. Like I love pasting and gluing, but it was really cool to have it virtual. So what I originally did with the vision board was my purpose was thinking I do want it physical and I want to get it printed. But what I'm deciding right now is that I want to sit with it and see as I do those check-ins every morning and every evening, if it still feels aligned with what I really want, or again, trying to let go of those other things that maybe is something that I've heard that I should be working toward. So that's very central to me. And it has changed a little bit from when I first started it. I popped in um, Isabel Lende uh, after listening to an incredible podcast where she was interviewed because when I think of living authentically, I thought she is living her best 80 year old something life um, from a very authentic standpoint. And it cracks me because her first thing when she was interviewed was everything I say is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was super authentic. <laughs> Let's pull back into our recovery in three, two, and one. And while you're pulling it back and you're catching your breath, this is where we're going to ask you to start thinking through, again, some of the work that we're doing in the workbooks and the work that we're doing this month is what calls to you? What is something that you can find yourself doing for hours on end without even realizing that the hours have passed? That's actually really funny because I, I love what we do. I love my work so much that I keep, to, I, I always tell my other half, just one more thing. I want to do just one more thing. And then that one more thing <laughs> happens and, you know, I'll be there for hours on end because I do, it feels like it calls to me. I love it so much. So what do you guys have as your kind of, as you do a little bit of a mental thing, what's something I can do on end right now? What you're probably thinking is I could take a nap on end. I could definitely eat <laughs> on end, you're, but you're still in this workout. So let's, let's keep rocking and rolling. You guys are doing absolutely fantastic. As we rock through here, we have two more hard effort segments in this set. I am really happy though, because I feel like everybody is listening and it's hopefully pushing them just that little bit more. And I think going back to the ever after and talking about that specific adaptation of Cinderella, I think that's something that really stood out to me is that she kept pushing forward, no matter mm. what obstacle was in her way. And yes, the animated version of Cinderella is a little bit more idealistic I think there's room for kind of both because I don't feel like you can necessarily go towards your dreams and towards what you want without having that 
little bit of idealisticness there because a healthy dose is yeah is a good it's a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down even though that's not Cinderella I'm gonna bring Mary Poppins into it because I want to I think that that is fabulous. So with that, Coach, we're going to do a little bit of fabulous midnight dash right here because we're going to take it up into a hard effort in three, two, and one. Let's make it happen. I love, too, that we, again, we didn't define the hard effort. So for some folks that are rolling through here, they may be thinking this hard effort means that I'm going to push that incline up on my treadmill because I'm stuck indoors and I'm kind of really wanting some more challenges that way. For some folks, it may be in this two minute, they're deciding to push into that upper level part of their RPE. And others may be looking at this as a two minute for them to focus on maybe skipping that walk interval if they're doing run walk and trying to see if they can run the entire two minutes. So it's a fabulous way of just checking in with, again, living authentically to your dreams and making them happen, but also challenging yourself to push a little bit harder because you guys are already almost one minute in just a little bit over a minute to go before we pull it back into our recovery again and a great thing to think of too is we tend to look at the whole year and it's like oh well i didn't do it for the first x amount of time i have so much more time and it becomes this moving timeline Mm -hmm. kind of like cinderella it's like one day my prince will come well we don't just wait for one day we want to go ahead and focus on the things we can do. And that doesn't mean that if you fell off, you can't get back on and you can't keep moving forward. But I think it's also a good reality check of, okay, I can't just focus on this whole year, I'm gonna work on this and bringing it back to these harder efforts. Like, okay, the holidays are done. They got away from me a little bit. Let me go back and work on the things that do bring me joy. And maybe you are getting back into your running. And like Christine said, maybe you're doing the run walk and that's felt good for a while. Maybe you're pushing yourself to see about maybe subbing out some of those walk breaks. Maybe you have been running straight through and you're saying, you know what? No, this is my season for walk breaks and kind of going from there to see what you feel like. So with that said, let's go ahead and pull it back into our conversation piece in three, two, one so that you can recover here. We have one more hard effort set. I mean, I should say segment. And then we're going to repeat this again, of course, for our one-on-one athletes, friends, check that final surge note because we may only have you doing one set through. And for folks that are trying to do their own dash of making everything happen, this is a great way where you could just do one part of it, one set, come back and repeat the next set the next time that you have a bit more time. So make this again your own as to what you're looking for. Maybe some of you are already on your recovery from some of your big races that may have happened. So really focusing on making this a strong run walk or making it a strong walk with harder walking efforts. But we have just about 60 seconds here. And I love coach how you talked about those micro changes. So for anybody who's fans of like James Clear and Atomic Habits, he talks so much about how it's those little tiny changes that we can implement into our lives that really will make a big difference. So I'm curious while people are in conversation pace, if they can start looking at something that they want to make happen and then look at something that would take no more than five minutes for them to do on a daily basis. How does that help them get a little bit closer to what they're looking for? So for you with like writing a book, what would come to mind, because that's an easier one for me to think of, is maybe giving yourself five minutes where you just sit there and just 
work on a sentence or work on editing or working on maybe outlining in just those five minutes. And I, I know I say just where it sounds like that's a qualifier that sounds limiting, but it's absolutely not. Because if you think about it, it's just that simple. I didn't say easy because simple and easy, really <laughs> vastly different. <laughs> so. So what are you thinking, coach? What are the like small micro changes or a micro habit that you're working toward this year for making your dream happen? Ooh, I'm going to stall a little bit so we can go ahead and go into our hard effort in three, two, one. And just a gentle reminder, bippity boppity do you boo. So whatever this hard effort looks like, if this could be your last hard effort before you go in your cool down, go for it. Let the wheels fall off a little bit. And if this is going to be the last one before we go through that repeat, maybe just again, give yourself that little extra push to let the wheels quite fall off yet. We're going to still have a whole bunch. I love the 60 second hard efforts because I feel like we're able, again, going back to those micro changes, we're able to convince ourselves I can do anything for 60 seconds. And actually you have 27 seconds, 26, 25. <laughs> well, I can't go on. Just <laughs> a very few seconds left to make these micro changes to push yourself a little bit harder. We know that you have what it takes again, checking in with that form, shortening that stride, landing underneath your hips, push just a little bit more our friends because you have 10 seconds on the clock. And again, those seconds do feel a little bit more maximal versus micro when you're actually in the <laughs> two, one, let's pull it back two minutes here at your conversation pace. If you do want to pull it back into a walk, please feel free to do so. Then again, some friends, we're going to have you go ahead and head on over to walk it out for your recovery. Other friends are going to join us for the next round where we're going to play a little bit of trivia. So we can't wait to have you with us for it as well. So coach. <laughs> You stalled, my friend. I gave you lots of opportunity. Tell us more. So one of the micro changes that I'm making when it comes specifically, I'm going to use my writing as an example, is I've always written and mm -hmm. then I've edited as I went. And mm -hmm. I've stopped doing that because I've realized that it really inhibits my progress, kind of yeah. like when you're running by constantly checking your pace. You yeah. get in your head, you kind of lose your groove. It can just not make it as fluid. So I did exactly what you, what you had said. I started writing and mm -hmm. then I pick other times to go back and edit so that that way I'm able to let my creativity flow and not be stopped and started. Like again, looking at your watch, you're feeling really good. You look at your watch and you're like, man, that's not what I thought I was running at. And you get in your head and it starts becoming harder. Same yep. thing goes for my writing. If I start editing my words as I'm trying to actually write, I get way too in my head and I forget my train of thought. And all of a sudden I'm looking at squirrels. I'm looking at dogs. There's a red light that I don't know where it's coming from. And the whole flow is just lost. Well, again, I, I think that that's what's beautiful about maybe as we take some kind of, we start to think back to last year's goals and take an accounting of what what we worked toward, what worked, what didn't work, and then just finding a different way of tackling it, kind of like Walt Disney did when he created Mickey Mouse after losing the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, of course, Steamboat Willie, his first debut of that, where he even talks about how he actually enjoyed Mickey Mouse's personality a bit more than he did Oswald because it was a more refined version of that editing process that would have maybe not come to fruition. But what is gonna come to fruition, friends, is you get the second set. We're gonna go into it in three, 
two and one five minutes here and we know you're thinking what five minutes i after just going all out for that last 60 seconds <laughs> yes because we're going to refine it just like walt disney did so he talks about how oswald was maybe a little too brash he actually likened him a little bit to bugs bunny but without like the actual goods to back off or to back Ooh. up that kind of brashness so he feels like mickey mouse had more of the personality that allowed him to be lovable and enjoyable and really something that won over the hearts of so many of us so let's refine the second set think through a little bit what did we love about that first set what did we not love did we get a little too cocky in that first five minute segment or maybe that last 60 minute <laughs> segment or did we kind of sandbag it a little bit where we didn't push ourselves hard enough this is your opportunity here that's what i love about life that's what i love about these runs these workouts these kind of exercises is it allows us to see the opportunities to make changes every single second so we're about 60 seconds in four minutes to go we're gonna let you lock that in right here and now and we're gonna get into a little bit of cinderella and maybe some walt disney trivia I'm so excited. I already know the first trivia one that I'm going to give you. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a lady. I'm going to let you go first. What does Cinderella call a killjoy? Oh, who? Who? Who does uh, Cinderella call a killjoy in the animated version? I'll give you a few options. The Clock Tower, Lady Tremaine, Lucifer, or Jack? That's not at all what I was going to guess. I'm going to say Jacques. I'm going to okay. say Jacques. Really? You think yeah. so? Yeah. I okay. don't think I'm right, though. So it wasn't Jacques. Jacques was like the, the uptight mouse. It was Gus it Gus was, was the, the fun one. tower, though. She was having her oh. incredible dream come to realization. And then that clock chimed and she turned into oh. a pumpkin. Or her coach turned into a pumpkin. She, <laughs> she turned into a pumpkin. <laughs> You know, I should have thought that because you said what, not who. Yeah. So I, it's like you're already foreshadowing. But I, didn't, I did. I didn't, I, no. I, but that was just, that was not intentional, my friend. But still, that's okay. It's okay. That's the beautiful thing about this is that we have plenty of opportunity to, to figure out something else. So what, what trivia oh. do you have for me, friend? Okay. So in the 2015 live action version of Cinderella, Cinderella was played by Lily James, who also okay. was in Mamma Mia!, the just pause yeah. for that. Um, who was initially offered the role? Oh, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you a couple. Thank of, you. Thank you. Some, some so we have Margot Robbie, okay. Alicia Keys, okay. um, Selena Gomez, uh -huh. or Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yes. Yeah. How'd you the only that? reason, okay, because I thought of cheated, cheated. No, I want to revote. I didn't cheat. <laughs> I thought of what um, the actress actually looked like, and she was a bit waifish. And out of the four that you specifically pointed out, I think Emma would have more of the body build that could be that they were looking for in that role. Um, but gosh, Alicia Keys would that not have been absolutely awesome? Seriously? Right? Wouldn't she um, have been? I mean, talk about she, they, Margo. I thought Margo and Alicia Keys probably were on the. I don't mean this in a derogatory way. The older side, also mm -hmm. for actresses, mm -hmm. they definitely were looking to still keep it like a younger cast. Right. Um. Even though Margo Robbie would have been good, but I have to say, Emma Emma uh, Watson did 
past to do Beauty and the Beast. I think Lily James, though, not because she was blonde, but she was a really great Cinderella. I think her acting way is just, it fit more into the way that the storyline went. And I think Emma Watson went on to do phenomenally with Beauty and the Beast. I think that was more of her role, to be honest. So I think that they did well. Mm -hmm. They did great. So good for you, casting directors. And um, obviously knowing what, again, knowing what works best for you and your personality. So it sounds like Emma turned down the role because she knew there was something different, something better for her waiting right around the corner, which friends, you have something different waiting for you right around the corner. (laughs) You've got that conversation pace to pull back coming up in just about 15 seconds. And maybe you'll hear a little chime, not like midnight, but maybe it's just a little ding ding. We're ready to go. (laughs) Now, I am going to give you a question that I don't have answers for you. But three, two, and one. So you're going to have to, I I feel like this is mean to do this where I'm not giving you options, but I can't help myself. Do you know that Cinderella had like an official name? And do you know what it was? I actually do know this, not to be, not to be a party pooper. but I I know it all. I learned this in the live action remake of Cinderella. Not to be a killjoy like that cock tower. <laughs> okay, right? tell us. Ella. Yeah, that makes so much sense when you say it that like, of course, Cinderella, Ella, it's perfect. Uh- I never knew it until you forced me, I mean, encouraged me to watch all the live action. <laughs> But well, yeah, I learned that. And it did make a lot of sense, but I just always will call her Cinderella. Yeah, we all likely will. Except did you think that there was maybe a, was there a remake called like Ella Enchanted or something like that? I think so. Oh, yes. It was Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway. Really good version. That's the first time I realized that she could sing. Mm-hmm. I know all these useless random facts, but that was, it was Cinderella, but not um, I think they just kind of used the name. But that was a really solid, cheesy movie for the record, if anybody wants to watch that. Okay, so it's got, <laughs> what, like two thumbs up for you on cheese level. Yeah. And, okay, and the singing as well? The singing was really good. And there's one part where she sings Queen, Somebody to Love. And Ooh. I could listen to that all day, every day. Is it going on a playlist? Yes. I don't know I if there's like- if it's actually on Spotify, but now I'm going to have to look once we're done. Okay. Well, friends, we've got 15 seconds here before you take it up into your four-minute hard effort. So, again, we will have a bit more trivia as we roll through here. And we're going up. This is a great time to check in again on that form. I know I keep driving it, but it is our foundation for our workouts. Just like all of this mindset work that we're doing is also a foundation for making our dreams a reality. So let's go in three, two, and one checking in with that form going in super strong into our four minute segment all right i have actually a little bit more difficult question because i got this wrong three times but Mm -hmm. i feel like you might actually know it okay the mouse gus gus Mm -hmm. what is his actual name do you want multiple choices oh i feel like it's gusto gusto is it gusto no, it is not okay. Gusto. Okay. That wasn't okay. even actually one of the the choices. Okay, I, th- I so, just assumed that maybe they were giving like a nod to him from Remy because of Chef Gusto. Oh, that okay. would have been a 
Yeah. That would have been a really, really good Easter egg. Okay, so there is one options? of the options is Gustav. Okay. Angus. Mm-hmm. Augustus or Octavia. Augustus. Ding, ding, ding. That's a loser. <laughs> His name is actually Octavius. Oh, I it's... love that you. She like lost it behind the scenes. She's was, like laughing. I was, like, I thought I, was, I got it. I was like celebrating already. I felt triumphant and you took it away. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Kind of like Walt Disney felt about Oswald. It's okay. I'll come back stronger on the next question, my friends. Friends, you guys are looking super strong in this segment, though. Again, we know, we know that it's sometimes when we're in the harder efforts, we start to let those that inner talk kind of get to us where we're like, we already did a set. Why do I have to do this one? Why can't I just pull back my pace right now? So this is we're going to remind you that you're capable of all great, extraordinary things. And you'll have a prosperous cool down at the end. So keep pushing here for another just about a little bit over two minutes. Okay, coach. I love that you put that in there. Aw, thank you. How many times did Cinderella lose her shoe? Do you want some? Do you want? Do you want some choices, or you think you already know? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I already know. So she lost her shoes. So okay, this one though is kind of like you go down a rabbit hole of semantics. Like, so she initially lost it. But then, are we going to count the time, like, that they came to try the shoe on and the stepsisters had it? Like, do we count that as once? Do we count that no. as twice? I probably should. I sh- probably should have taken the the choices. I do. I do um, feel like what I'm going to suggest that you might want to put on to this year is maybe not overthinking the answer. on. The- <laughs> <laughs> if I don't overthink, I'm pretty sure my entire personality <laughs> will change. Um, I'm going to say say just one yeah i thought so too so i'm glad (laughs) i know thought it oh my gosh you are so good at overthinking it so now i just reinforce that behavior you're never gonna quit overthinking (laughs) (laughs) three times yeah i guess she dropped her footwear but you know let's let's be honest let's let's talk about this those glass slippers we've all had those heels that are not comfortable she didn't lose it she took those off three times and then she just felt like she had to put it on because of being proper at the ball but we know she took those off they had to be hella uncomfortable I, the whole it's funny as it is my kid as we were watching was asking about the glass slipper like how can you wear a glass slipper wouldn't it shatter and that led to a whole afternoon of parenting where i had to reinforce that no we don't step on glass it, it was a lie the, oh. the disney movies like they're not just problematic in one area when you have a smart child <laughs> it's problematic in a lot of areas oh my goodness well friends we don't want you to step on any glass out there, but we do want you to continue feeling that little bit of fairy tale magic because we are pulling it back into our conversation pace. Nice and easy in five, four, three, two, and one. Go ahead and take a good deep breath. And you're probably asking yourselves, how in the world does she lose her shoe three times? Or maybe you already knew that, but she actually the castle stairs was the second of the three times that she dropped her footwear i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it i honestly did not see that well and then okay what what version are we talking about are we talking about live action are we talking about again i have questions i am not animated i will always have follow-ups so my trivia is all animated um from the original movie based because i do feel like there's been so many variations that it would be hard to keep track of but you you can do your trivia from however you feel my friend 
this trivia, I feel like you're already going to know, but I have to call it out because we know that you love a little bit of that horror and, ah. you know, real life everything. Do you know that there actually is a version of Cinderella where these stepsisters have to shed a little blood? No, but I must watch it if I haven't already. I had no idea. <laughs> this would this makes you excited. This makes me queasy. But, <laughs> yes, they, there like, is really evil. No, so there is a version where they, in their quest to grab the prince and get the glass slipper to fit, they had to cut off some toes to make that happen. Oh, that sounds very, that sounds very like Brothers Grimm fairy tale book version. So that was not made into a movie. I don't believe so. But no, you know I what? If anybody's going to find the movie version, it will be you. <laughs> Hollywood, what are you waiting for? Why are you sleeping on this kind of horror? Like, I want to watch it. Well, friends, what should not feel like a horror should be this next segment because we are going to push it back into a hard effort. But again, keeping mindful of our form and keep mindful of the fact that we can do this pushing in in three two and one we're going to be here for three minutes friends go ahead and make that happen make that change on that treadmill go ahead and shorten your stride if you're outside and you're pushing off a little bit stronger making sure that your heel is kicking back behind you so you should be placing that foot right underneath your hips and then a good little kick back where that heel flicks over and kind of tries to touch your glute a little bit to get that quick quick foot turnover as we continue to rock and roll through here and it's a good time to remind us that if your running shoes are rubbing on your toes, let's go ahead and just get some new shoes versus taking a page out of the uh, evil stepsisters books. It's not worth having any toes gone for. Need some practical advice as well. Yeah, I mean, of course. I think the, practical, <laughs> I the most practical advice is don't wear glass slippers when you go for a run. That seems pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, we all have our little tidbits that we like to share. Okay, so you know that I love me some villains, and Lady Tremaine was actually one of my villains from our previous Villains Challenge. Mm -hmm. Do you know the last chore that Lady Tremaine bestowed upon Cinderella's never-ending chore list? And I'm going to give you options. I'm going to need some options. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to need some options. Did with she them. give Lucifer a bath, which is the cat? Did she have to scrub the terrace? Did she have to clean the chimney? Talk a little bit about Mary Poppins there with chimney sweep. Or did she have to wash the windows? I'm going to go with the chimney. Huh. I feel like there was a scene where she was in the kitchen and she had to clean the chimney. I feel like I want to do the whole little do, 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 do. So that was obviously wrong because I feel like you would have been very excited. She had to give Lucifer his bath. I thought that was like at the beginning of the movie, though. I guess it's the last chore that she told her to do. So like beginning and after. And I think giving Lucifer a bath has to be the most evil thing you could possibly do anyway. Truly. Giving Cat a bath. They do not yeah, like that. I, I'm not a cat person either. So that would definitely not be high on my chore list to choose from. Yeah, it's a little tough. All right, rock stars, you guys are rocking on through here. We have just about 45 seconds to go. And then you have just two more hard efforts before we make it on our way to create our own fairy tale beginnings, I should say, because we're just getting started with this new year. But right here and now, continue to focus on through. Don't pull back on your pace or your effort. 
no matter how tempted you are. We're going to have you continue to roll through. If you want to use that two minute conversation pace as a full walk, fine. But right here and now, keep pushing, maybe even give us a little bit more. Because again, sometimes you have to dig deep to bring up that version of yourself that you're working toward. Absolutely. And again, a dream is a wish your heart makes. And three, two, and one. And I think all of us are wishing for that recovery coach. So perfect timing. Uh, We're going to go right (laughs) into that. Again, if you want to pull it back into a conversation piece, or if you want to pull it back into a full recovery, feel free to do so right around here. So friends, we have just those two sets after this. I'm really excited. Just a two minute hard effort and then a one minute hard effort. What are you feeling about this point in the workout, Coach? I think that's the point where everybody starts feeling it and they kind of want to phone in those hard efforts. Mm -hmm. But again, kind of being uncomfortable is the name of the game, especially when you are striving for that little bit more and to get that little bit better. So while you don't have to turn it up an immense amount, I'm just urging everybody to keep putting forth as much effort as they can and not letting their mind get tired while their body can still keep going. So that is exactly what we're looking for in all of the workouts and all of the challenges throughout this entire next four months of 2024. So I think that's phenomenal advice. Now, coach, I am curious, besides having your own favorite version of Cinderella, did you have any specific wish for her when you watched the first time the animated movie? Did you have questions? Did you also want to know why you didn't, why she didn't have a glass slipper that cut her foot? I think really, if I'm being honest, that's probably the only thing that I really got out of Cinderella the first time I watched it when I was little is I was deathly afraid of stepmothers. And I always now as an adult, I feel so bad for stepmoms because that had to have been really, really hard for any stepmom mm. that was a good stepmom right. to try to shake out of. And it was addressed in other movies. Um, well, not in, is it Enchanted? The one with um, Patrick Dempsey and Idina Menzel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it was always one of those things like, oh, it's a stepmother. And it was like, no, but my stepmother's amazing, even though she wasn't. But that's a whole other sidebar. <laughs> But yeah, well, that really stuck with me. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and go into our next two-minute segment. You guys can think about maybe what you may have felt when you first saw the movie in three, two, and one. I think for me, and I'm sure it shocks not one person who has listened to me talk about things before, I just remember thinking sparkles and how sparkly things were <laughs> and who didn't want a fairy godmother that could make things sparkly. So I think that that was probably my biggest takeaway. I do recall really firmly believing and the magic that I saw. And that's probably something that still holds true for me today and really realizing that while the magic maybe doesn't come with a scepter or a little fairy wand, that there is the possibility of magic happening. Maybe that's again why I do love Disney so very much, both the theme park, the movies, and Walt Disney himself. So I think that that's what it's all exciting about. And we're going to touch on that throughout this first month here as well, where sometimes it does go back to hearkening to that childhood wonder where we can start to tap into some things that folks may think as an adult isn't realistic anymore. It's not realistic to wish or want for those things and figuring out how we can actually make it look right for where we're at in our lives. So coach, with that said, we have... uh, 60 seconds here which of course is super exciting 
<laughs> and I, I love what you said about that as kind of taking that childlike approach. And I think for me, having my daughter still at that age to where anything is possible if you just believe, it's made me a little bit more whimsical, if that's even possible. I feel like it's my middle name at this point. But yeah, just kind of letting go of that adult version that we feel like we have to fill and that role that we have to have mm-hmm. and letting ourselves just believe. Because, I mean, look at all of the people with those amazing successes, both big and small. All of it started with just believing they were crazy enough to be able to do it. And right. sometimes that's, that's okay enough, just like these hard efforts. So let's believe in our ability to recover from that hard effort in three two and one so pull back the pace again as you're pulling back into these it's really important that you're not just coming to a complete stop but you're lowering that pace whether on the treadmill incrementally or pulling back gradually if you're outdoors and just letting yourself come back to a good nice light conversation pace if you're choosing to stay in a conversation pace or bringing it back into a full recovery i do want you to know that if you give yourself 30 seconds which we're almost there already that your heart rate and your breathing does become easier. And usually that conversation pace will feel even a little lighter, a little easier than it may have that first set around. So with that said, coach, we've got our final hard effort. This, I feel like 60 seconds, this is your jam, will always be your jam. Tell us what you want us to do going into it. Again, I think the biggest thing is kind of have that childlike mentality of when we just ran because that's how we got around and we didn't think about pace, we didn't think about cadence, we didn't think about form. Not to say throw it all out the window, but get out of your head a little bit and just let yourself run for the 60 seconds and maybe you'll even notice a smile coming across your face because you feel just like you're running through the streets again, playing tag or going through the woods and playing hide and go seek. So just run with your heart versus running with your mind. It can be a really magical thing. And that's probably why I love that one minute hard effort so much because it feels like you're breaking all the rules and no one can tell you any differently. And if you're gasping for air at the end, well, you got to recover. So it's no big deal. Just, you know, stay safe. Don't get too crazy. A little little coach disclaimer right there. (laughs) Don't get twisted. Well, while I don't know if Anastasia considered was considered breaking all the rules, she did maybe break some of our eardrums with her musical abilities, but we, we're not having any hate on Anastasia. I do want to ask folks to think about their this last trivia question in this next 60 seconds. What instrument does Anastasia play? I'll give you options as you go into your final 60 seconds in three, two, and one. You guys are moving, you are grooving, and you're very lucky because you don't have to hear Anastasia play. Do you want her to, or are we choosing French horn? Did she play the tuba? Did she blow out your eardrums with her clarinet or her flute? And coach, I do want you to definitely answer this, but I'm gonna let us go ahead and let our folks rock and roll for the remaining 35 seconds here before you give us your response and your answer. I do have a problem though. I don't know which one was Drizella and which one was Anastasia. So I remember one instrument, but I'm not sure who played it. So Drizella is dark haired and Anastasia is red haired. I'm pretty sure. But now that you mentioned that, I'm gonna have to double check. I I really don't remember which is which. And I was kind of banking on the fact that you'd be able to tell me. Anastasia is red haired. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, a couple more seconds and we're going to get out of this hard effort in three, 
two and one going down to that two minute conversational pace and oh i'm gonna give my answer even though i feel like it's wrong i'm gonna go with the flu you're gonna go flu i think that's i think that's a decent answer because it's right i don't <gasps> oh really? i couldn't remember i i still can't like vision it i thought it was the tuba at first but i remember a flute so that's why i went with that one Yes, she played the flute. Drizella sang not really well either. But again, you know, childhood wonder, they they believed in their capabilities. And sometimes it, it does take a little bit of delusion. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> or there's the fact that you don't have to do these things well to still enjoy it. I love singing and I know for a fact that it would hurt everybody's ears so much so that I even told my other half, I don't understand how I can sing as bad as I do. Like I have an okay voice. Voice when I'm speaking, what happens when I go into singing to make it sound absolutely horrible? And I remember my chorus teacher in elementary school literally saying to me, do you have peanut butter in your ears? Because you should not be singing. So, Oh my God. I, I would totally kick them. I would kick them. See, but it's okay totally because them. I, while I do know that I will not be taking center stage probably ever with my singing capabilities it still gives me joy and i will sing in the shower in the car while i'm running and it still gives me great joy so again not letting what other people think about our dreams still going for it and in my head i am like gonna open for taylor swift during one of her concerts i, I highly doubt that'll be oh. oh my god that'd be amazing <laughs> i do have to ask though i'm gonna put you to the test what's one childlike thing you're embracing this year whether it be your singing or maybe dancing what's something that you're wanting to bring through this year believing in magic i really i that is 100 going to be my childhood wonder for the year so friends with that said let's pull it into our cool down in three two and one and one thing that i love about magic as an adult is that we know that there is quote unquote a lot of smoke and mirrors to make that magic actually seem awe-inspiring and that's what I love about it is that there is some work behind it that maybe takes a little bit of rubber banding or um, scotch taping or gluing together or some invisible fishing line to prop up the whatever it is in that magic trick. But it's still magical and it's still incredible. And that's absolutely what I want to take into this year. So I love that question. I hope that folks in this five minute walk are thinking about what did I have as a childhood aspiration, dream, wish, or what did I believe in that I want to bring back? So coach, what's yours? Oh, I am trying to embrace dance parties a lot more, like random dance parties, which we will do, but probably not as much as I think we could. And sometimes, especially when emotions are high, we're having big feelings, putting on mm -hmm. a song and dancing it out even if you look really, really dorky, can be amazing. And even putting the windows down your car and blasting music, no matter how embarrassing or cheesy it might be, maybe you're like me and just gonna have some Taylor Swift blaring. And that's okay. People don't have to look at you thinking like, wow, that chick's cool. But somebody might look at it and say, hey, that chick looks really happy. Yeah, and that is inspiring. So again, that goes into for you folks that are listening or reading along with Gifts of Imperfection, it's about daring to be our authentic selves in finding that joy, knowing that not every day is gonna be joyful, not every day, is, not every workout is gonna be our best workout, 
but to be authentic in what we are pursuing. So absolutely poignant and powerful and very, very exciting friends. So with that said, we have two minutes left here, three minutes to go. You still are going to have some static structures afterward. This is something that we hope all of you bring into the new year is that you are going to see your body as this beautiful canvas of masterpiece of work and that you're going to make sure to give it the love that it needs. So taking care of yourself with those pre-warm up dynamic movement, taking care of yourself with the static stretches here, and also letting go of it having to be perfect. It doesn't have to be where you follow every single part of the routine exactly the way that it's programmed to be done, but just making it work for you and wherever you're at. So with that said, we are so excited to having you guys along with us for this Enchanted Aspirations and this Midnight Dash. A little reminder that the clock resets every single night. There's a new page of the calendar every single day. You don't have to wait for a magical January 1st to make things happen. You create the magic yourself with every breath you take. So with that said, Coach, we've got just a couple minutes here. What do you want to tell folks as they pursue their new dreams in January? So I'm going to piggyback on what you just said and add a little bit as well. As a textbook overthinker and worrier <laughs> by nature, I've been seeing a lot of quotes lately. And while I've seen them before, I've been trying to take them more to heart and saying, don't waste today by worrying about yesterday. And I have really tried to do that is not always looking back instead trying to look forward and embrace each day as that fresh start because you can't necessarily change what happened but you can change where you go going forward and it's some of the biggest gifts you can give to yourself and it saves yourself a lot of stress a lot of anxiety a lot of heartache and even if something didn't go right then you just focus on today being one percent better or half a percent better or whatever one tenth of a percent better little percent just taking it as it comes and doing the next right thing as one of my other favorite uh princesses might have said a la anna in frozen 2 with that said friends we want to give you a big high five make sure that you're rehydrating you are refueling and that you're resetting so you can chase after all of those enchanted aspirations because each step that you take today is a stride toward your dreams transforming the ordinary into the extra ordinary keep that spirit soaring your goals in sight and always dare to outrun the ordinary until our next run stay swift stay inspired and dare to be extra